What we doing it for? We doing it for the culture. For the culture. For the culture. For the culture. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, sheesh. I thought you was about to spit uh, 16 bars or something. Hey. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. Okay, listen. I have a... I want to. I want to try to pronounce the Q. Critical? Is that you say? A critical? Critical question. There you go. It's critical, but we just you know. Just use the I Q. just put a Q. You it's know, Q. It's Q. That's our branding. I thing. like it. So I have a critical question. Okay. <clears throat> what do you think you'll be remembered for after you die? <laughs> uh, I think it depends on on. Uh, Who's doing the remembering? Mm. <laughs> because I was just thinking about like, I was just thinking about that, right? Like relationships and how we are perceived or how we're, what people think of us in different spaces who know mm. about us, right? Because I know there's people out there who fuck with me. I know there's people out there who don't fuck with me. I know there's people out there who don't know me and don't fuck with me. <laughs> and I know there's people out there who don't know me um, and fuck with me. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I'm just, it all depends on who the individual is, right? Because even though I could have done all these great things, I've also, I'm not perfect, right? And I've done a lot of uh, fucked up shit, right? And so people will only have, you know, those memories, to work with or to go off of or maybe that's all they'll see mm-hmm. and so it might be that right. um, but it could be you know like having impact in people's lives or doing community work or even just being there right like mm. that could sit with people so I think it all depends on you know on the individual and I just hate like when people mm-hmm. when you pass on and like you said hellish has been happening but then everybody's instinct is just to feel sorry mm. and then go to the great moment yeah but then last week you was calling me all kinds of name and then i pass on and then right. it goes back to like oh my gosh i remember this and mm-hmm. that um and that's what we just kind of drawn into but for me to answer the question yeah um like i'm always thinking about legacy like what mm. can i pass on yeah um because i've been passed on so many great things but like to make a greater impact on people, I want to make sure I make my mark mm. and make my mark in the sense that um, people be talking can talk about me in their classroom. Mm-hmm. We can talk about like these. We can talk about you in the club. In the club, <laughs> like all these, I like have my name on the streets, yeah, like yeah. Martin Luther King, and like other. Have your name on a shoe. Hey. <laughs> that part. <laughs> so I want to leave my mark and make sure that like it, it's. What's your mark? Baby boy. Right. You've been making your mark. <laughs> and, and leaving a lot of hater marks. Right. <laughs> a lot of a temporary marks. On, on one person. On one person. On one person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not the mark on the neck. But yeah. the mark on not the earth. mark of the singing career. Right. So, yeah. So that mark is just like being... Everybody has that mark of just being one of the only one so being mm. that person that kind of paved the way so other people can be that one and only of themselves i mm-hmm. feel like i've made a kind of 
a lot of risky moves in my career mm-hmm. in life yes. in my own family that allowed me to have that mark mm-hmm. on people's lives people's institutions mm-hmm. i want to spool a hall you can have a hall where everybody can be in a function okay just getting lit turn yeah while now so <clears throat> for me to be remembered in that way um and also not having a bad mark like yeah um knowing that i've owned up to shit that i can't take back that part and that i made peace with people mm. that there's that transformative person that was able to come to term with and make peace with um in that in that level so remember remember yeah. And Remember I still can throw me. down. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wherever you <laughs> Remember oh, me. Oh, I love that song, right? Shout out to Unc Lucky Dobey. Rest, rest in love. What about you, partner? Hmm. It's, uh, I'm trying to figure out what I would say at my own funeral. If it was me mm, right there, damn. what would I want to say to myself? Yo. So I was kind of sitting on when you were like talking about legacy. I was like, hmm, I wonder Fuck. what I would say. Damn. What words I would say. Because I know I would want to just obviously highlight the the good. How much how much impact that Bex has made in my life. So I don't know. That's a it's a it's a question that does require some time because you know there's a lot of reflection that has to happen. You know, especially when I'm literally envisioning myself in a casket. Looking, you know, at just all the memories I hold with mm. that person and just trying to figure out, dang, I know Bex in so many different ways that, yeah. Bruh, I don't, I don't want to be in a casket. Oh, shoot. You want to be in a I want to be, I want to be wrapped in Siapo, like how yes. our ancestors were. But I also want to uh, be like put on a raft. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm. put me out on a raft and let me flow and then, sure. and then fucking light that arrow up. And shoot that motherfucker. And let me burn. And let it burn? Let me burn. You know what I mean? Is that going to be your request to your family? Stuff some trees in there with me when you roll me up. And that's the apple. Have hey. all the freaking ocean lit. Hell yeah. That's going to be a Siapo blunt for your That's going to be a... Hey, I don't even want to... I don't, I don't want to even think about that moment when we lose my partner right here, but damn, that's going to be a party, bro. I want it to be a party. Definitely want it to be a party. You know, damn. Tears will happen or whatever. No, I'm same. I want it to be a party. I'm, I've been planning... Who's gonna be singing? Who's gonna yeah. be saying what? Who, which part who's gonna be sitting? <laughs> which part who's gonna be sitting at the, in the front by my casket? Like, yes. I want to pink everything. Pink. I want to glitter fire everything. But dazzle your recorded because I've been telling my family like what I want. Who's Ooh. gonna be there? You are gonna have a standard. There's gonna there's gonna be a dress code there's to come to. It's gonna be a fucking gala. Celebration. It's gonna be a gala at your okay, funeral, raise your money. I want the second line from New Orleans. I want the drums, hey. the horses. I want the whole sage. I want all the First Nations to be in the forefront. Come on. Because I'm gonna be buried in their land. I want to mm-hmm. be on the ground. You want to have that ceremony too. Yep. Hey, that's what's up. I'm trying to have all of it. And then what you were saying about. Like the old me, yes. it takes me back to like our pilot days where we wrote a letter to ourselves. Yeah. Okay. And like, once you come to peace with yourself and you're like, dang, that person has transitioned. Like mm. the old Spoolu. Yeah. It has moved on. And I get to celebrate that now. Mm. 
And that's like something I didn't think about. When you said that, I was like, damn, I have so many conversations about yes. that person that's passed on and like mm. being in the heaven that I'm in right now. Come on. Okay. okay. Speaking that, like, damn. Yes. But yes, keep it lit at my funeral. Keep it lit. I want y'all to be gyrating and twerking on top of my grave every time. <laughs> So we're gonna have a That's grade, a sweet yeah. memory. Um uh, a building. A building, bitch. A building. a building. That's a sweet memory. You taking it back to the pilot and how uh, <laughs> at the last day we had, you know, we had students write letters to themselves. I mean, it makes me think about your thing, partner, about you know, thinking about how you would deliver your own eulogy or yeah, write your own yeah, eulogy. Yeah. That was actually um and that that was an activity that we that we that we did before with uh young people. Um, that I personally f- f- seen for the first time in an episode of Different World. You remember that show from the nineties, Different World? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was a baby, and I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I was a baby. Bro. There's reruns, bro. You can catch it on <laughs> Amazon and Hulu and all these other motherfucking uh, TV uh, things. But um, there was an episode. I believe Whoopi Goldberg played the professor, and the assignment was to write your own eulogy Ooh. it was deep it was deep that's deep and it was tough and it, and the episode is really good i would really recommend y'all to go check that out yeah um but that's what your that's what your yeah. response made me think about because that shit is tough you know and we really mm-hmm. do gotta think about what do we want to write what do we want to highlight are we only gonna highlight the good things mm. right because i feel like that's all that's ever really um highlighted at funerals right when but in the bit in the pews right in the seats and and um and all that you know there's probably people speaking under their breath about the person or right or you know who didn't show up or didn't make right. the effort to show up right because right. that motherfucker was this that and the, and the fifth. yelling <laughs> screaming like he was gay <laughs> <laughs> he was really a gay oh shoot or they could just be like, no, he really wasn't gay. Right. So the whole narrative will change right after you Shit, die. Right. <laughs> and and I think that's where, like, you choose now knowing that, like, how you want to leave it. Like, leave your mark on earth is just, like, you got to speak your truth. And yeah. allow yeah. people to speak their truth also. Because I want people up there... You got to fight and brawl at my funeral? Go ahead. Go toe to toe. I want y'all to, like, mm-hmm. figure it out. Yeah, Like, I yeah. created spaces for y'all. Y'all didn't show up to any of my shows or any of my shit. Mm, so, yeah. mm. y'all want to come to my funeral and handle it? I'll be there. That makes... Uh, that, made, that, that made me think about my aunt, and she always preached this to us um, kids, you know, about, like, don't... Don't get... Don't bring flowers to my funeral. Mm. bring it to me mm. now you know so mm. i can see it so i can feel mm. it so i can spend time with you and i could be embraced in that way because when you bring f- flowers to my funeral that it don't mean nothing i can't mm-hmm. see it or be with it yep. it's you know funerals are displays for other people i mean yes it's a symbol of respect to to uh to send our loved ones home right yeah um hopefully they go in <laughs> you know, some other people might be going somewhere else. But, you know, just hopefully, uh, you know, like, it's all it's all about spending time in the present and not when it's too late. Going back to what you were saying, Spoolu, about, like, how, you know, if we beefing or whatever, if we going through something and uh, 
you know, we're not good and we leave on bad terms, we, we shouldn't do that, right? We gotta, right. We, we gotta, like, we gotta, that's why my family always try to make sure we always say, you know, I love, I love you. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. if even if it's just like, uh, I'll still see your ass tomorrow, but it's yeah. like, nah, I'll see you, love you. And you'll like, never know when the last time will be. And I think that's the beauty of impact and influence. Like, you know, if <clears throat> if people come to my funeral, my hope and desire, greatest desire is that people won't won't need that thought of fighting and arguing and mm. bickering. It won't even happen because I've already duplicated myself in people to already want to be hella loving, to already want to be come with right. joy, to already, you know, like that high spirit of love would already be there. And nobody's going to be like, fuck this, or no one's going to be like hating, talking about like this and that. It's that you're, you're, your um your your DNA or what you've inserted in in everyone all that influence and impact it's just gonna naturally come out of everyone that that spirit is already gonna be present even right. while you're not there like I that's gonna that. be the beauty of like I feel like all three of us have those that type of spirits like fucking if if I was to pass away I'm gonna count on you two like nah this is Bex right here right. I'm, I'm you know you gonna come up there get on the mic talk about some donkey shit right. I want you guys to go to town <laughs> make the crowd laugh fucking come up there with your bottle have a have a fucking shot right. like you know what I'm saying I want I want to know that y'all that I was able to live through y'all so y'all can live through them and come that's on. just how our spirit is just going to be passed on to everyone mm. you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. i feel like that's never going to be an issue i don't i'm not even worried about that because i know that i'm i'm almost certain like i feel like i'm very confident when i say this that when i leave the people that i've made an impression on they're going to be able to fucking mirror and, and reflect everything that i've given to them that that fucking whole room is just gonna it's just gonna fucking smell like right. bex's spirit <laughs> Boom. Even even with cultural and uh, religious protocols, like there's there's steps mm. to how you mourn and how you celebrate people's lives. And I want to be at a point where like I change and shift culture. Yeah. So we don't have to do all the galore if it's gonna stir up shit. Yeah. Like my funeral is gonna be already paid off so that people don't just show up and just come and celebrate. Yeah. Bottles will be already. Bottle service will be ready. Y'all just show up. <laughs> Damn, bottle just come, service. Come <laughs> I love that. Bottles, Goloa, and what else? We need a third. What Gala. else do you find Gala. that? What <laughs> else do you find at funerals and tears? All the all the uh, the sugar daddies. And the, Whoa! The, oh. They all the, the all the sponsors go to be there. <laughs> all of this, all of this yeah, makes yeah. me think about this. <laughs> what do you got, partner? <laughs> Ah, shit. That's such the funeral anthem, bro. Shit! (laughs) (laughs) See, you gotta play that. Gotta play that. You have to play that, bro. Look at us all in our feelings, bro. Okay, like, damn. How how are we gonna really be remembered? This is a B roll. (laughs) Okay. This is gonna be the the new music for the slideshow. Right. (laughs) Man. Let me turn that shit off before we get flagged. <laughs> right. Talk uh, about that shit. I'm not trying to get flagged. Oh man. That's a great question. That though, is partner. a great question. Yeah. Thank you, man. Mm-hmm. Very reflective. Yeah. Nice. What's up, y'all? Y'all tapping Jeez, into For the Cultures Podcast. Mm-hmm. What it do, Kaipu? I'm your co-host, D Boy, and I'm your host, Bex Bumble.
And we got a special returning guest with us in Yee. the building. Your back, bitch. Spoolu on the track. Welcome back. Since you're pulling all the music up. Hell yeah. What's I'm up, Spoolu? Welcome back. Spoolunism. Y'all be catching me at the right time. Yes. yes. I'll be moving. I'll be Hawaiian all through the streets. See? You a so, Hawaii-ass motherfucker. For real. <laughs> Man, I like to be out and about. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad y'all got to have me here And again. you've been making billion-dollar moves, I've seen. Okay. Man, shoot. Money moves. Let's talk about it. Money Let's moves. Talk about it. <laughs> Trying to make this money. So still, I'm still talking about this fucking student loan. Damn. Okay. And I still got, you know, things popping up, but this shit got to be paid. Hey, There's still real-life shit happening. Right. But, but, but you, really... you know, I'm celebrating. Yeah. yeah. I'm celebrating. Yeah, yeah. You know, we wanted so... to get you in the studio, bro, to talk to you because, I mean, you just did something amazing. I was just telling Bex that, like, you know, with all these with all these PI folks in in um, athletics, right? We got mm-hmm. hell of us in, in football and all that type of shit. I ain't seen no shoe, Mm-mm. but Spoolu got a shoe. Right. You feel me? You feel me? Yeah, you know, right. you just went through That's this real. whole That's experience, real. right? Like, bro, you just was. I loved how you was dropping the hints and like putting out the save the dates mm-hmm. that you was working with Nike. It was on the come up and then it came through mm-hmm. and you know, people was showing love and I didn't know it was only going to be for a limited time. Right. So the time mm-hmm. is expired yeah, what's up now. With that? Right. What's up with that? It's, it's part of this um, program called cultivators Nike by you. It used to be Nike ID. Mm. So people are probably familiar with Nike ID, but they switched over to another partnership that, allows um, creators, allow designers to um, co-create and, and co-create a shoe that exists already yeah. um, and put a spin on their own. So, Well, I can't wait to talk to you about that later, but it's so good to have you back. And we yes. wanted to really get you to come back to uh, chop it up with us about yeah, this yeah. whole experience, you know? Yeah, and of course... Yeah. Yeah, our loved one, and we just love you having our loved me. ones come through all the time. I feel at home. I yes. feel safe when I'm here. I can speak my truth. So <laughs> You are here. the truth. Right. And, <laughs> and it just always happens where every time you come on the show, we just end up chilling for the whole ass right. day. That's true. It's going to be our ritual for Yeah, now. I know. But before we get into the thick of things, you know, mm. we always want to center ourselves and ground ourselves in the, in the episode. and. And in the podcast, and so um, if you would, would you please do us the honor, bro? Yes. yes. So Thank I'm you. glad to be back. The last time I got to talk about work that are um, meant for the people and by the people, yeah. so it no longer becomes in um, your possession or your work anymore. Mm. So it becomes something that someone owns and becomes part of their lives. Mm. Now I'm offering um, just gratitude and thank you to... Um, native folks mm. we're going into mm. this idea of thanksgiving um thanks taking thanks oh, that part i've never mm. heard it like that but it's so real like uh, thanksgiving i'm planning to go to alcatraz and mm-hmm. hey yeah um, yeah be a part of the sunrise ceremony mm-hmm. that's what's up and uh to offer and start off this whole going for this segment um just reflecting on folks that have been here the folks that um paved the way or had to die for us to be in this space so mm-hmm. this is just another malo thank you to the first nation the ohlone this is mm-hmm. their home right. and 
because we're going into a holiday that's supposed to commemorate and celebrate them. Um, just recentering and refocusing on the thank yous of our loved ones that mm. had to transition since we're talking about making marks mm. and and remembering so remembering those that have paved ways um for for us so because mm. generations later they're still being grieved by their mm. people because of the way this country has treated them mm. so, yeah so just to shout out to those that have been doing it and still doing it Word. so Thank you. <clears throat> Did you get your tickets in advance for that? No. Oh. Uh, no, they they sell out quick. So if you're trying to go, please, if you're um, a, a gentrifier or white folks, please stay home. <laughs> cook, cook straight you up. Spend more time on straight your turkey up. and your cooking than come out and And your nasty-ass macaroni and cheese. Right. Uh. <laughs> and, and what's up with um, breading uh, turkey with fucking hot Cheetos? Stop breading shit with hot Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> Stop fucking breading shit okay. with Cheetos. Keep that shit for the elote. Uh, for the corn. Only for the elote. Shit. <laughs> Don't put that shit on no mac and cheese. Okay. No fucking but peach cobbler. But that shit's hella smacking on that elote, yeah, no. though. Oh, no. I, I done made it. I done made it now. I know. Yeah. I, I'll make us no. some after this. Okay. I see that. <laughs> D-boy and things. <laughs> no, no, no. So, yeah. So, if you're trying to go, if you don't have anything during the day if you're gonna just cook cook you know bless your family bless those that need a meal and it's sad that we only wait until the seasons to bless those mm. especially in this time in the bay area where mm. housing crisis is an mm. issue mental health is an issue mm. so please feed those nourish those that need to be fed but if you're trying to be spiritually in the moment acknowledge native culture mm -hmm. i'll be it how could trash Yes. I know we just had um one of our friends just posted that they sold out. They sold out on tickets. What? Yeah. Rita, she posted she posted that. Wow. I was like, oh shit, it's it's sold out. I'm glad. I just hope Well he's gonna be in his canoe and go over there, okay? <laughs> See she posted that. Bay Area Alcatraz Sunrise Ceremony tickets are sold out. Right, dear, a, and it says, Dear White Allies, if you have purchased a ticket, I highly encourage you give it to your, you give your tickets to natives. <laughs> Come on. Mm-hmm. Just like you said. That's, yep, see. that's exactly what you said. Because they, be, they just like to celebrate and like, oh, and especially the San Francisco tourists, like, stay your ass in the hotel. Go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. Out. Straight up. And so That's again, good. just want to ground us in reflecting on on the land that we're in and um, being mindful of like they're struggling, still trying to find voice, but we we are using our platform to mm -hmm. give voice to them. So yeah, Thank happy you. giving, <laughs> thanks taking. Mm. All right, so <laughs> bruh. what's good, Blue? What you got? So, you know, it's been a lot of things popping off at the house mm. and in the community. And, you know, mental health has been talked about a lot. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I don't yeah. see people, you know, making moves and really, you know, they're having surface, surface level conversations and using, you know, bullet points to just kind of attack these issues. But no one really is proactive about 
how we go about certain things. And I just realized that because of my own personal experience mm-hmm. in my household, in my family. And um, it's just been hard just having not one, but two um, siblings who are, you know, diagnosed with illness that mm-hmm. no one talks about, mm-hmm. schizophrenia. Right. Um, and there's so many layers because we only think as mental health as depression. Yeah. Or anxiety. Or yeah. anxiety. So for me, it's been taking a toll on my family and I because we also have family that has transitioned. Also, so this is all happening at once. So it's mm. been definitely taking a toll on me because I want more and better for my siblings. Mm-hmm. And like it, both of your siblings were diagnosed at one time during uh, different times, okay. but um, <clears throat> we found that at one time. Oh my god! So, um, I. I it's something that has been in the radar because I've been in spaces where everybody's like, mental health is an issue in our Pacific Islander community. I hear it in church spaces. Mm. I hear it in um, social groups. And I'm like, but what y'all really talking about? Like, mm. mm-hmm. when we're, we're talking about mental health and the phase of it and mm. the just the cute parts of like, okay, this is something that's in our brain, but living with people with mental illness and mental disease like it takes a toll on families and people financially yeah mm-hmm. um like i, I lost my Spir- job spiritually like, spiritually um you lose other family members because you're trying to support that individual and trying to educate family about like what is really happening yeah mm-hmm. yeah it impacts everybody else's mental health yes and it's just also um, having someone who's a male and female, it it gets way different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it gets way in a way that like again, we're still in this stigma. Male gets praised, so we don't worry about it so much. And then our sisters are just getting left at the mm-hmm. end to try to figure it out. Um, and now that I'm in the space to really go and ask the county, like, what the fuck y'all doing, like. We all have so many events promoting mental health, but what are the next steps? Uh-huh. Because then my family had to go into um, an experience where, like, police has to be involved. We have to take them to the ER, and there's no middleman. Yeah. Where we're so having to- is, it, is it the ER or is it uh, PES? It's the ER. Okay. We, both, we have to uh, take both of my family members to the ER just to get an emergency of insurance. So that comes into the like We don't think about insurance when we're talking about mental health. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. We don't talk about the finances that go into it. And then also um, food security, mm. housing. Mm-hmm. Um, that all plays a role. Cultural um, customs and cultural like ways and all these factors that layer into um, how we treat them. Yeah, yeah. Because then once they're diagnosed, it becomes like, oh, they're disabled. So we're, right, we yeah, don't yeah, want to, yeah, yeah. we want to distance ourselves mm-hmm. or like we want to be overly sensitive. But like, no, they can take in a criticism or two and like they can talk and communicate just as well as someone that has a different condition. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah, bruh. <laughs> How has that been Bruh, for, real. for you emotionally? Um, I'm at a like point... Like when you found out. What, what was your reaction when you found out about first? Um, so my sister had um, 
Crush insurance came in. So there's months of trying to connect with folks in the county, in the community, and everybody kept on saying, insurance, insurance. I'm like... Yeah, you need insurance to to get treatment, to be seen. Yeah, to be seen. Any of those assessed, kind of things, right? Yeah. And, and <clears throat> the person, like my home, lucky that I just have folks in my circle that like, yo, the... Best way to get everything expedited is that you gotta take you gotta go to the ER, mm. and I didn't want to take that route because I that lack of trust in medical spaces. Mm. Hell um, yeah, you don't know because they don't you you don't have that trust. You don't want to go to a hospital. That's right. the last place you want to go, um, because of all these experiences we have in the community with like police brutality with mm-hmm. other people that need that space but after taking my sister in and just like leaving her in the er because um they had to put on a 72 hold yeah, yeah. and then they just kept on escalating from how <laughs> she was reacting to what was going on to her and for me like you never want to see any of your family members go through this because right. you don't know like right. what it is all you've seen is just like oh it's mental health and for me, it's it's taking a toll on me prioritizing what I need to do um, as an artist, as a brother, to my other siblings and to a son, um, and then also be mindful that they also have needs. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. and then being in a, a relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, my mental <clears throat> health, even... Your capacity yeah. to fucking... Um, I had to also go to therapy, uh, like sign up for therapy myself. Yeah. Um. Doing it, going to therapy in college was just to deal with my coming out, dealing with my trauma in my early age, mm-hmm. into my youth, into my early adulthood. And then now, like, I thought it, that was it. But mm-hmm. after dealing with all the stuff that's been going on in my family, my mental health is at, at stake. Right, mm-hmm. right. And I can't serve if I'm not... Um, serving myself mm-hmm. so yeah, i have well. my therapy session coming up and what i love about it is just that people that are skilled just to listen they don't have any emotional ties to you yeah all they're doing is just giving you tools they're not diagnosing you with anything they do offer prescriptions and everything mm-hmm. but they're there to really give you tools yeah. and guide you and help you find the words and the language to yeah. communicate what you need from people. And they validate your emotions. Yes. You know? I really appreciate you bringing up a lot of elements in, in your story that you brought up, right? And one in particular that that relates to both Bex and, and I is the fact of you, you and your family have turned to the county mm. for resources and for services, right? And it's that's one of the that's one of the main struggles um and one of the main reasons why our community don't fuck with you know the county or these services or resources is because there's so many uh loops and bounds that you have to jump through before you get seen yeah right and and you have to do these things that's why I was wondering if you meant like the ER like at a regular hospital or if, or if it was PES cuz PES is uh the emergency psychiatric the psychiatric service. emergency service right where folks go um when they're 5150 mm-hmm. right and then I think there's another level of 5150 maybe it's like 5250 yes yeah, um but just the fact that like we 
you know, I always say this when I'm in the community spaces is like, yes, I am employed by the county, uh, but I don't work for the county. I work for my community, right? Yeah, I work yeah. for my people. And so like um, there's been a there's been a real battle of like trying to figure out how to create um, spaces, right? How to create opportunities to yeah. to address mental illness, to address mental health, to address wellness in mm-hmm. ways that we are uh receptive to right mm-hmm. that is culturally um appropriate right um and 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 so yes like these th- this is a huge issue as someone who has gone through this whole process right, right? like <clears throat> what what could have been beneficial in uh, working with the county right like what what could have been what could have made that experience better um, the county does so good at funding other emerging spaces. Like, um, thank God I was referred to the Pacific Islander Wellness Initiative in Alameda, um, right? In Alameda, yeah. Shout out to them. Um, they have folks, um, clinicians that were able to deal with because of funding and because of what they are. They're, they're licensed to do. They're, mm-hmm. There's so much they can do. They can only right. do limited, limited sessions. Um, sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then because they're also emerging yeah. and having to reinvent the wheel within the Pacific Islander community, mm-hmm. now we're still at like this growing stage. Mm-hmm. Whereas like our mental health is not at a growing stage. It's constant. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been that, happening. Yeah, it's been happening. So... Because these organizations are still building their foundation, mm-hmm. it's hard to really measure how much funding they get, yeah. how many support they get, mm-hmm. um, how many people who are educated or who are accredited to even um, be practitioners of our bodies and mm-hmm. can relate to our people and really serve our people because we're still at our, um, again, not our embryo stage, we're at a fetus stage mm-hmm. where like we're still, we've done, had conversations, we have scholars out there doing the research, but we're probably in the infancy, I would think. Infancy stage. Because I feel, like That's I want to also That's acknowledge real. the fact that like there has been, there has been a lot of folks in the PI community specifically who have been doing work around mental health for a yes. long time, right? Mm. Like, uh, like uh, the OGs, of course, right? Thank like Lea Fa, Tamoy Piao. She's a huge advocate. She's been work, you know. She, I know she's had her struggles too with working with the county and making sure to provide services. Of mm. course, my mom, mm-hmm. uh, Nani Wilson. You yes. know, she's been doing a lot of work around mental health. Yep. Um, and I think it's it's unfortunate that they had to pave the way by themselves alone. Mm. And this is why we ask our community. Don't just show up when it hits the fan. Like, yeah. show up now so that right. we're in preparation to be that warrior we, we say we are. That we when we ride through for other issues like athletic, um, academics, that we ride for our mental health and our health, period. Like, mm-hmm. we're so used to seeing wounds within our external and our lower torso and our legs and everything, but not our mental you know, mm-hmm. space right. that because we are, are are expected to already have that in alignment mm-hmm. and to figure it out. Right. To but deal with it. To deal with it. And that, that just perpetuates this, this setback that as a community we can't move over because mm-hmm. we're 
still trying to figure it out. Yeah. And yes, we are, but <clears throat> shout out to those that this is their life's work mm. to do, to pave the wave. And I'm at this point where like, I'm just trying to jump in different spaces and why like I love that, you know, I just have that privilege to navigate in hella spaces and mm-hmm. know hella people to utilize those friendships and those partnerships that I have, but to also have people just step up their game in yeah. these spaces because then again, resorting to the last minute nine one one call, ER is it's frightening yeah for a lot of families and there's scarcity around budget and around like how to deal with it and then who's going to deal with it i think what i'm taking away from what you're saying is prevention Mm -hmm. right and not just waiting until the last minute that part i mean i mean oh shoot really quickly before i move on well i have the thought in my head is like also um trailblazers in mm. mental health work in the PI community yes. have also been Mama D, yes. you know, have been um, Celia, uh, Fifita. There, there's there's a lot of, I'm just thinking about the mm-hmm. Bay Area. I know there's mm-hmm. folks everywhere, right. but just, you know, really acknowledging folks that have um, done this work uh, for us to be aware, right, right. and to, to address this. Um, but prevention. Right. Prevention is. Is huge. Right. And also intervention, because mm. I know that it, with people's plans. Right. When when seeing a clinician or when seeing a whomever. Right. Like mm-hmm. there, there's all these treatment plans uh, for intervention mm-hmm. to address these things. And how are we how are we going to um, how can we address these things in creative ways so that. Because we know one of the biggest things is that mental illness, mental health is stigmatized in mm-hmm. our community. Um, I mean, I'll be straight up and say that, like, I know when we started this and I, we were talking a lot about therapy and yeah. I was talking about going out and getting a therapist. Like, I still have not done that. Mm. Right. I still have not made time to do that. And I'll own that. But I definitely know it's something that I am in dire need of. But we know mm. that shit costs money. Right. <laughs> right? We know. Uh, we know it costs money, and but that but that's no excuse, right? But it, this is making me uh feel accountable to like do the things right. yeah. necessary, right? Because that's that's also <clears throat> what I'm taking away is that like we we talk, you know, like we're concerned about not having the language, mm-hmm. right, or being being aware enough, but we know that this work is happening, mm-hmm. and that we're having these surface conversations. But how do we? Right go deep yeah and put this shit into praxis right right and so like i'm at that surface level where i'm i'm digging deep for myself but i'm not digging deep with like professional Mm. help yeah and then also like when we talk about prevention intervention that also could be stigmatized too is like yeah how do we avoid it Mm -hmm. but we have to come to terms to accept it also when it does Mm. happen to us when it is our own family good word that um (laughs) When you're saying prevent it, like, we don't want it to ever happen, but we deal with losses, we deal with stuff that's already happening, and we can't avoid that. It just happens, we already know what to expect with that when that comes, but then when someone's bottling something in, or when someone, right, it's not functioning in a way that everybody wants to think it's normal, Mm -hmm. that we got to accept the fact that, like, 
there's sometimes no cause right. for a lot of things. Sometimes our <clears throat> brain, because of other factors, played into it. And sometimes it's always resort like the conversations that my family has that we're trying to um, kind of support, but also kind of reevaluate and educate is that drugs and alcohol is not the cause of something that mm-hmm. it could be a cause if you abuse and that's what you um like that's that's also a study that it could be a trigger but from my experience drug and alcohol and trauma that happened at home within themselves was uh also cannot be it wasn't the main factor mm-hmm. right sometimes our brain is ill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and there's studies proven that, like, you know, AOD, alcohol, and other drugs, yeah, is a is an illness. Yeah, it is. right. It mm-hmm. is an illness, and and I feel like all these illnesses, you know, are stemmed from, um, if not trauma, trauma. you know, just that chemical imbalance, mm-hmm. right? There's all these levels True. of awareness that we right. need to, or that we should be equipped with, right? And so, like, it's up to us to continue to do these different levels of uh education awareness prevention work but i like what you what you were saying i feel like you can't do prevention work without acceptance work mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. like we can do our best to prevent another death right we can do our best to prevent uh perpetuating stigma in our community but when it happens when it shows up and when it presents itself how how are we accepting that and how are we addressing it to then put the knowledge that we have into practice right. yeah. into play right. and i and i feel like acceptance and um acknowledging like it's it's different in every household you know yeah. Depend, depending yeah, on how every part. every household raises their <laughs> family so it's like it's all about running through the process together. But there needs to be that one person to just kind of hold that fort down yeah. and start that conversation. That's the hardest thing is that we we start it, and then when, when, when we see that it's not easily received, we pull back and just go back to just do, dealing with it on our own, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like those are like some first things, simple things to try to practice. It's like just start the conversation start what you know start unraveling what acceptance looks like start unraveling what acknowledgement looks like you know and if, if if it doesn't impact through words then impact then allow it to impact through the way you model acceptance right. you know like how you how you how you walk around and and show it to family members or even how they are able to kind of see how you accept things internally you know right and so. i'm just glad the world or um just from what i've seen in the media and in spaces that i've mentioned that it's the conversations happening, yeah. Um, and and I'm glad that it's circling in people's head in the back of their head, so that they can be proactive about it. Um, because a lot of factors can play. Like again, when we talk about housing, when we talk about discrimination, like those are all mental health issue factors that play into someone's well being. Mm-hmm. And if we don't address it or even just educate ourselves to be mindful and be aware then we can't get nowhere we can't move forward as a community but we're having the conversation it's happening you just gotta be proactive about it yeah, yeah. be active stay that's active. the thing stay active stay yeah active. <laughs> seek out therapy seek out treatment and you um know. seek out yeah uh training and tools to yes. be able to like know how to cope and live with that yeah. because 
I mean, I hope everybody ain't out there judging Spulu, you know, about um, acknowledging the fact that there's folks in his immediate. Well, you know, that's a Palangi thing yeah. to do the immediate family thing, but just mm-hmm. in your family that um, are diagnosed, right? Because right. there's hell of us motherfuckers walking around out here and our family members undiagnosed. undiagnosed. Right. Okay. Talking about like, eh, just leave them alone. They're on drugs. Right. Eh, just leave yeah. them alone. They're tripping. Or they're, uh, they're ma'i. Or yeah. They're right. Musty, you know, just. <sighs> Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't easy. Yes. You know, it's just been that type of week, though. Just shit's been shit. fucking off, off, you know? Off. <laughs> it's just been off, bruh. <laughs> Emotionally off, bruh. Yeah. I don't know what's in the air right now, but this thing's just been off. I feel like every time my partner and I would checking in, it was like, bruh, this fucking yeah, shit bro. is off, bruh. <laughs> it's like, we keep it pushing. We know what the work that we need to do just to fucking make ends meet. But fuck, there is this area in our life that's fucking... Not really getting the attention that it needs, but we don't know how to cater to it. And it's but like, look, I do. I feel like we do know how to cater to it, right? Mm-hmm. It's just all about us being pro- proactive, proactive and sitting right? with it. Really. So, so for instance, right? Yeah. Last week after the show, when we when we recorded, you know, we went and we checked uh, in with each other, yeah. and we had, you know, we had um, lunch and and whatnot. And I didn't expect to open up to you about what I've been feeling and what I've been going through, but shit, you just asked that simple question, and I'm like this is a perfect time for me to just be undone, right? Mm. Because I need to address this shit because I've been holding it in to figure out, like, what's going on. And, um, you know, for me, like, things have just been really unsettling and uneasy. I just feel imbalanced because there's been a whole new transition in a new home, uh, you know, in a new space, Mm. uh, work, you know, work coming to the end of the road pretty soon, you know, like just all these things happening. So Mm -hmm. transition is a big thing. Um, But also I had, you know, I had to, I I, I lost my cool and I, uh, I reacted in a negative way to my niece, you know, um, in trying to like do our daily routine of getting ready and doing this and doing that and like push, push and pull, right. Push and pull. And I was really trying my best to not lose my cool, and I ended up losing it. And mm-hmm. then the the response and the reaction to it was really getting to me because uh, it was like a mirror of like me having to see how I also react mm-hmm. when I'm treated and put it in that space. Um, so for you, you know, being open and asking that question and allowing me that space to be undone, to share with you, it it lifted or not lifted, but it took weight off, right? Because I was yeah. able to acknowledge it and share it. Yeah. And then, you know, I got to speak to Roots uh, the other day, and she, you know, bless her heart, she was just checking on me because she mm. heard about how I was feeling, and then I was able to, like, process some shit with her. Yeah. And so, like, really having that space, that relationship with people trusted to process, Yeah. right? Do you remember in pilot when we, I don't know if we had it in your cohort where we had folks pair up to be process partners at the end of every day. We had y'all like process. Mm-mm. It might've been in the cohorts after, you know, when I was there. And I was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we had folks just process, right? With a partner 
because there's a lot of shit that we that was that we deal with or that was dealt with in the program and it was like you know we had the mana room we had all this space available for folks to process because there was some heavy shit but also process with each other mm. and just being able to do that really helped me be in a better place because after i checked in with roots then we had the the usual suspects dinner at my house where my yeah. sisters and my brother came over and my neighbors came over and we was you know just having a, a family dinner yeah fellow fellow yeah. you know like just really in fellowship like that's yeah. that's healing uh for me yeah and so i mean i could have i could have that could have not happened and i could have just continued to hold all that in but you know just having that space is imperative to mm-hmm. our our wellness yeah mm-hmm. and so i hope that like you know we don't gotta be fucking we don't gotta be um accredited we don't gotta be licensed mm-hmm. i mean it, it does it does help right like we do need to seek that that type of mm-hmm. that level of care but we also need each other. That's mm-hmm. facts. Because in the relationships with yeah. each other, there's healing. Yeah. And your what? <laughs> how would you? What would you say? Like your way of being active in that situation was just kind of putting ego to the side and saying, "I want to talk about this." Yeah. 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 Ego and fear. Mm-hmm. I think it's fear. Because uh, I'm, you know, it's also hard to take your own medicine mm-hmm. because you know the work requires us to. To be open, it's easier to be open to for others to be mm-hmm. available for others. Mm-hmm. But, but like when you're in this work and you're doing this shit, and then it's your turn to mm-hmm. to turn to somebody else and do that. It's like, fuck, it's hard because I don't mm-hmm. want to. I know you know the like vicarious trauma is real. You know, people who do this work, people who live with folks with diagnosed mental illness, do. Uh, take in that vicarious mm-hmm. trauma, right? It's trauma. It's other people's trauma working their way into you, mm-hmm. not because of anything else, but other than because you're there and you're listening right. and you're absorbing it. Hmm. That's the tool. Be active, huh? Right. That is the tool. Wow. Anyway, thank you for sharing. That's like no, definitely something that helps, you know, kind of give it does give language to like the situation for people who just don't know how to get out of just talking about it is like not no like there are now that we've spoken about it let's let's have an action mm-hmm. plan you know right. like mm-hmm. what are like like for Dan, instance danny boy was like had this conversation with like just with me and then he had it with someone else and then right. it took it from having someone else to now having a uh, breaking bread and you know mm-hmm. with other right. people you know like there's so many different you know type of active moments that you had that really allowed you to kind of remove the layers of depression and fucking yeah yeah and it could be different it could be a a walk with someone it could be a hike with someone it could be playing cards playing cards is is how it's self-care for me right you know i mean there might be talk uh shit talking and name calling but you know we i we we ground the space before that (laughs) happens you know i'm a different person when the cards come out (laughs) (laughs) yeah Ah, any powerful. last thoughts yeah any last thoughts i mean i know this is definitely not the end of the conversation and we will continue to do this work and mm-hmm. we will continue to put things into action and make mm-hmm. sure we hold each other accountable any last thoughts before we wrap it up to our community announcements no just communication it's just like that also can look different too mm. like when we say communicate communicate like sometimes i just want you to listen mm-hmm. sometimes i want 
a space. Um, sometimes I can't come to you. Like I only go to this one person, and that that should be okay. Because mm. in some family, I'm like, just communicate how you feel. But I'm like, sometimes I can't come to you. Sometimes I gotta go to that one person right. to vent to let um what I'm feeling about. Cause you know, dealing with the stuff that I'm going through at home, like I can't communicate with my sibling. Like you're what you're going through. I'm hurting to see you go through that way, like go through that process. But mm. to have that one person or your two go people, yeah. like I've just known as. I do the work that I do. My my network of friends, my council gets smaller and smaller hmm. because I begin to like, Church. you know, Church. unpack what I need, who I need, and um, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like thank y'all for making an impact on me when I were you know there for me. But yeah. something you gotta accept that we gotta transition from people that uh, no longer is that that avenue for you. Yeah, because remember. Remember. Just remember that that moment we had, and then it's Bulu's gone, and then it's Bulu's gone. To the loo, bye bye. To the loo, <laughs> glitter. Ta ta. Ta 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 ta. All right, y'all. We're gonna hop into these community announcements, and we'll be right back. Salmon Solutions would like to invite you to join us for the ninth annual 5K Turkey Trot for Charity happening November 23rd, 2019 at Brisbane Marina. Online registration is open now at www.5kturkeytrot2019.bpt.me. You can also find the registration at our event website at www.tinyurl.com slash ssturkeytrot. This event is brought to you by Asian American Recovery Services, Health Right 360, Kaiser Permanente, Poly by Design, Sauce Nails, Nakoa Leather Company, Trader Joe's, For the Cultures Podcast, Toa Strength, Tifa Moana, Dance Group, and Ainga Fitness. All right, y'all, we back for our ICU segment. Mm. Uh, really quick before we get started, I got an update. Last week, my ICU, it was dedicated to Rodney Reed mm. and encouraging y'all to get out there and sign the petition for this man's innocence because uh, he was going to be executed. And so the update comes from the innocenceproject.org, and it reads, We just got the news that the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals has granted Rodney Reed an indefinite stay of execution, meaning he no longer has an execution date. The news comes just hours after the Texas Board of Pardons and Paroles unanimously recommended a reprieve of Rodney's execution. Uh, Related to this from CNN, the heading Texas Appeals Court blocks Rodney Reed execution. We are extremely relieved and thankful that the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals has issued a stay of execution for our client, Rodney Reed. The CCA has ordered the claims of Brady violations, false testimony, and actual innocence in Mr. Reed's case back to the trial court. This opportunity will allow for proper consideration of the powerful and mounting new evidence of Mr. Reed's innocence. Mm. yes so just want to give uh just because i had to look it up for myself right so uh a stay of execution is a court order to temporarily suspend the execution of a court judgment or other court order 
the word execution does not necessarily mean the death penalty, although it can, uh, and it refers to the imposition of whatever judgment is being stayed. Um, it's very similar to an injunction. <laughs> so just wanted to share that update. Oh, wow. That's a huge win, and I know there's been a lot of celebration around that. But That's the work, big. the work is not over. So yes. definitely stay connected and in tune with what's going on. Uh, the innocenceproject.org is where you could find a lot mm. about um, uh, what's going on with the Rodney Reed case. Nice. So if y'all tuned in last week and heard my ICU right. and yeah. went out and signed that petition, come on. Thank y'all very much. Um, cause you know. It, it counts. It all it all works towards good. So thank right. you for playing your part. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the people. Yes. People power. That's people power right okay. there. Okay. Power to the people. Hey. Y'all. Thank you. So for this week, uh, my ICU, it goes out to a guy I know. We're not we're not necessarily friends, but I've just known him from around the way um, when doing a lot of organizing work around USC. Uh, he was a grad student there. He is na- his name is Adam Tecurio. Please forgive me if I'm saying that wrong, Adam. Uh, like I mentioned, he's a USC alumni. Uh, he is a- he is the author and co-creator of My Uncle and My Gunkle. And mm. so for those who may not be familiar with the term gunkle, it basically is mar- marrying the two words gay and uncle together to <laughs> simply call someone a gunkle. Uh, the book, My Uncle, My Gunkle, is a children's book about a child who discovers the difference between their uncle and their gunkle. Mm. Um, yeah, Adam is the co-creator of this. And so how this all came to be was that uh, Adam, so Adam shared on a video on his Instagram that he came out about five years ago, right? And he didn't know how his family was going to respond or react. Uh, but the fam's reaction was overall overwhelmingly supportive right and he feels lucky and blessed because he know that's an atypical situation yeah. um and he so at the time he had this you know he had a, his nephew and his nephew he would have him call him gunkle Gun, <laughs> gunkle adam <laughs> right uh the nephew is nine now and he switches back and forth between calling him gunkle adam or uncle adam hmm And so Adam was wondering, you know, like, how do I have this conversation with my nephew? Um, And he he said he said that he was on a plane and he just wrote out this conversation in a way that he felt he could have it with a nine year old. Um, And from that came the idea. He spoke. He he said he spoke to a friend of his who was an animator from Mm -hmm. college uh, who was also gay uh, and just recently married. And so he approached him about the idea that he had, thus creating this book. Uh, I believe that is either soon to come out or has now been released. Um, yes, so um, he says that he's not an author or a writer, uh, but he wrote this uh, to simply have the conversation with his nephew, right? To get the conversation started. And, I, and he said that, that that's his overall intention. Right. It, mm. it doesn't answer all the questions of like how to do this, yeah, yeah. how to have the conversation with, um, you know, other people or like give all the answers. But it's simply to start the conversation. Nice. Yeah. So I thought this was really dope. Um, and just even the whole like 
I, I would encourage y'all to check out the IG page. Uh, uh, yeah. It's at my gunkle. They do this really cool. With a C, right? Huh? Is it with a C or a K? With the C. Oh, yeah, they don't spell it how yeah. I like to spell it. Yeah. U-N-K-O. Yeah, no, it's mygunkle at M-Y-G-U-N-C-L-E. Uh, I really like what they do on that page. They do this thing where they do a shout-out um, every week, right, of all the gunkles out there. So <laughs> that was pretty That's dope. That's so cute. It's hella cute. I also just want to, yeah, just say that if you weren't able to to detect what he was right adam tecurio he is believe samoan part samoan part tahitian mm. yeah which is a which is a sexy mix because mm. that's me that's bullu drilling over here I know. but no uh it's really dope and i would also encourage y'all to check out the website www.mygunkle.com Come on. All of that to say, Adam Tecurio, I, I see you. you. Come through. Come through. That's right. I gotta check that out. Gunko. Whoa. My <laughs> I see you. Yeah. Goes out to uh, two folks uh, in LA doing big things. You hey. see all those athletes and superstars making big moves and they're in the forefront of a lot of what they do, but the behind the scenes folks don't get that acknowledgement. So I must give a shout out to Jordan. Mayava and Tilo oh. My Hill. Mm. And they're in the industry in Hollywood, um, making people look good as celebrity um wardrobe, celebrity stylists, yeah. celebrities, uh groomers, and they both got to collab on um Rick Gonzalez, who was featured who was um in the movie Coach Carter. Mm. Oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he they got to style him for um the People's Choice Award. Okay. And he was looking fly with the, he had a um, harness on. You see the little harness Bruh, on? I want black. Oh, he had, oh, like that. Yeah. And that that just goes to show like the, the fashion that, you know. Is he queer? Or he's just wearing the, he the harness wearing as a statement? As a statement. Oh, okay. Cause, it, you know, it was both, right? All the leather boys be wearing. Right. <laughs> right? He kind of missed out on Folsom. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's a modest Folsom. Uh, okay, right that's there. very modest. Mm. <laughs> right. So, you know, they're doing big things. They're, they also, you know, Tilo's been doing stuff with Tiger, Chris Brown, hey. in their recent work. Um, It's just, again, I just love seeing PIs and spaces doing, you know, the behind the scenes stuff Word. Yeah. and doing stuff to make other, you know, people look good. You know, I'm about to be down there where they just okay. styling me, Yee. putting makeup on me Yee. soon. So, But you a stylist too, though. I know, but you know, sometimes My I got to... You need it to be done. I need it to be done. I don't got to think about that portion because I got to yeah. think about everybody else. You got a team. Else. Right. <laughs> you know, gonna, I'm going to be part of that team. They're yes. part of this team. So, you know, follow Jordan Mayava. They're both located in the Hollywood area, LA mm. area. So that's Jordan Mayava and Tilo My Hills. Hey. I, I see you. you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so my ICU goes out to um, a group. Actually, this is actually his stage name. He goes by Quad High. Uh, last night, he, he did an excellent performance. Um, there was a show last night in San Jose at the Ritz. Mm-hmm. We got to be a part of that, which was cool. I love DJing. So DJ Bex Bumbo. Come on, come on. 
So yeah, it was cool. You know, we had a, a nice, cool crowd. With Samu was there. Um, yeah. Bati. Cuddy Banks and just a lot of local artists out there. So it was really good to kind of just um, be in that mix. But Quad High, it's a new group. Not many people. Have y'all heard of Quad High? Nah, I'm going to check him out though. So Quad High, that's his name. He goes by that. But he's Samoan, Japanese, and Portuguese. Hey, Portuguese. He's, hey, he's, hey. he's such a pretty baby. He's so, so cool. Like, I really love his artistry. Um, he comes, he's born and raised in San Francisco. Hey. Uh, he's been writing and rapping since his pops. His pops is Rodney. Um, released Keep Your Eyes on the Prize in 1998. Oh, shit. Yeah. You know? Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. I don't know him, that, but that's like, that was the shit back then. And, yeah. Uh, oh, hell yeah. Eyes the on the bir- Prize. Yeah, which is the birth of the poly movement in the Bay. Mm. Um, so it features SME alongside mm-hmm. legends like Snoop, Mac Dre, mm-hmm. uh, Andre Nicotina. Richie Rich. <laughs> See? A Faldi. Yeah. So the uh, it Lifted Village is uh, Lifted Village is his label. And it is fully it's it's a fully licensed cannabis delivery in California. So they serve music and marijuana. Hey. <laughs> so um yeah, you know, Quad High got this song. One of my favorite songs on there is um Keisha. It's a slapper. So y'all need to go ahead and tune in. Find them on all digital outlets. Come on. The music is streaming. Quad high. Someone's banging right now. Okay. We're getting some music. But uh, We're getting some music. It's lined up. Yeah, you know, quad high. Uh, I seen y'all last night. I've been following y'all for a minute. We actually have a pretty good, well-established friendship, and I appreciate y'all so much. So I just want to say right now, quad high, I, I see you. you. Yay. Hey, you know what? Yep. You, you took me back. I, I gotta, I gotta take us out. Did I take your eyes on the I got, prize. I gotta take us out of this <laughs> oh, segment shit. with a song. <laughs> Let me just make sure I got this shit queued up. You know, I don't got my DJ skills on me like Bex Bumble. <laughs> hey. What you got? Hey, hey, if you, if you from the skull, if you from Frisco, if you from the Bay, you remember this shit. This is from the Eyes on the Prize yep. the soundtrack. It's supposed to be a movie and everything. Dang, that's what's up. <laughs> ah, that's that it's the poly movie. Hey! That's Simone N's with Richie Rich called Night Shift. Check that out, y'all. Uh, Come on. What y'all should also do is check out these community announcements, and we'll be ripped back. Yeah, yeah. Pacific Islanders of Santa Clara County. Census 2020 outreach is launching Please join us in our efforts to reach out and engage our families. Help us spread the word about the census because you count, I count, we all count. For more information or to join our team, text Census 2020, that's C-E-N-S-U-S 2020 to 650-898-4714. Once again, that's 650 650- Eight nine eight four seven one four, or email census twenty twenty at one epa org. Once again, email census twenty twenty c e n s u s twenty twenty at one the number one epa org. All right, y'all. We back with the incredible, the infamous. The no other, one of a kind, Spoolie Woolie. Spoolie. Spoolie with the booty. <laughs> what is it? Remember Spools that? Spoolie on. Remember that? Remember that shit from, from Oakland back in the day? 
that what is spoons <laughs> <laughs> all caps okay all caps all, all caps, caps. All that's caps. a song right there right Spoolu, all caps. Spoolu, all caps. Hey, hey. Mr. Five, if you need a hook, come on. Hit we me need up. to see we that in your next show, bro. Oh, Spoolu, all caps. Hey, hey. Spoolu, hey. all caps. Hey. Hey. Do I like it as a more? Hey, hey. Spoolu, all caps. <laughs> <laughs> and they have the um, the little little um, what do you call those monk banks or the, the oh monk the ASMRs. The, what they were eating? Oh yeah, <laughs> the, the mukbang. mukbang, the mukbang, mukbang. Well, like we said earlier, Spulu, it's so good to have you in the yeah, building yeah. with us because yeah. we wanted to chop it up with you about this whole experience, right? With the whole oak shoe, shoe by Spulu. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, let's talk about it. I mean, I just want to like. I mean, hold on. Can we I just mean. all, you know, if you're in the car right now, or if you're listening <laughs> on the Bart. Or you're in class, just do me a favor and just give Spoolu a round of applause. All caps. Spoolu. All caps. Because, like I said, like I said, right? Like all these poly football players that we know out there, and I ain't seen them with no shoe. Mm. But Spoolu mm. got a shoe. Spoolu. All caps. Okay. Spoolu. Yes. So tell us, Spoolu, tell us how this opportunity presented itself and what was racing through your mind when it did. Right. So this whole year, like from the last um, podcast, I've been sharing about my works in fashion and how I'm kind of transitioning from movement, choreography, dance into now doing apparel and kind mm. of using the discipline and work, work ethic of a dancer and shifting that into, you know, the fashion industry. And I've been doing these pop up you know, fashion shows in my mom's backyard, collaborating yep. with my mom. Yep. So that was kind of just a segue, just trying to get other um, designers and collab and not going to school for this shit. Like, mm -hmm. my mom was my first teacher. So hey. when it comes to designing and creating stuff, I've been doing it from January all the way to Pride Month when the commercial for Levi's also came up. Yeah. Uh, so the Levi's commercials for the Pride International campaign. Mm -hmm. So that was also another stepping stone into the fashion industry. And then going into the Nike um, opportunity in September, I got a DM. It was a DM. Nike, Nike cultivator. Nike DM'd you? They DM'd me. They, DM'd they was all up in the DMs. There was like, like Cash App. Venmo, like they were like speaking on some, you know, sliding through my DM, but then Ooh. it was professional. They were like, yeah. um, this is an opportunity. You've been mm -hmm. selected to um, take a, your own spin on a Nike shoe. And I was like, this is BS because all you hear yeah, is DMs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when they shot me the email, the congratulations letter, and then the That's meetings and the interview no. came about. So they kind of, you know, selected me just based off of the work that I did and that previous done. And it was just consistent from January to September when I really only had a month and a half to create mm. the story behind the shoe that I had. And then also um, get Nike's input, get Cultivator, which is the, the program in the academy mm. that a lot of the designers and... There are other designers were popping too. Like they were all so. How many were there? There was about forty to thirty of us. Oh wow! Um, that got selected. They just finished a New York edition mm -hmm. where New Yorkers, who were creators, 
and designers got to do a spin on their own shoe. And then they brought this into a giving thanks season. So because we're going into fall, mm-hmm. um, they were, they wanted to kind of pay this fall and autumn, um, you know, pay pay your respect. Yeah. And give grat- gratitude to those or something or someone. That was mm. just the, the collection for right. this year. And everybody had great, you know, popping, you know, stories and... and color schemes and I just chose something that um was different. Everybody's so used to funky colors, outlandish stuff. So I mean let me tell you, bro, when when I seen the design of your shoe that, that we've been anticipating and waiting mm-hmm. for, I was rummaging through them because I was like, wait, you know how you have the link on your mm-hmm. Instagram? I was like, wait, where's Spoolu shoe at? And then I realized that is the shoe and I was like Okay, okay, I did not expect this from right. Spoolu. This ain't the Spoolu I know. Right. This is subdue. Yeah, we need an explanation, right. bro. Like, what? I mean, because you said it, that's different. This yeah. is that, different. that definitely, this is definitely was to us, This is normal. Yes, this what? is definitely what? different in terms or of to the me. color scheme and in terms the, of like um, picking the palettes, which shoes. By the way, you the... picked the perfect color. Just Thank you. That green. Go ahead. I know. I mean, all the other shoes that I've seen were all, you know, they all had Air Maxes too. The ones in the 95 were like one of the few out of the five. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody had bright colors. Everybody mm-hmm. gave you summer, spring vibes. Or and pastel they, colors. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I was, my first design. Oh, really? I had this um, Christmas, mm. you know, Gucci gold and mm, red yes. um, with the Air Max 1s. That was my first design. And I was just oh. like, this doesn't speak to how I want to give thanks. I don't want to give thanks and make it about me mm. um, or a particular person or someone because I thought it was going to be cliche. Just, like, I love my mom. Like, I want it to be about her, but it, it, to relate to my mom, that's my mom. And yeah. I love to have that experience being shared, like, so many people can relate to having mothers uh, yeah. foster the love that I have yeah. and people don't have that so yeah. I revamped it with my team which is um, my ICU last last podcast my brother 23 made mm-hmm. and uh, the power of Pulu my older brother so it was a family mm. um, I love it collective decision I just kind of spearheaded the whole thing uh-huh. and okay. um, when it came to the graphics when it came to the context, um, my my brothers actually did more of that work, and mm. I just really delegated yeah. what I needed, what my vision was, and it was so good to do something with them. Yeah, um, that's what's up. That's dope. So it was like so. I'm so used to like, I'm the first one in the family to make it out. I'm yeah. the first one, and and that narrative just is very disruptive to mm-hmm. family growth. Mm-hmm. So this is something I really got to get an input from all my brothers and my sister. Um, on what still represents me as an artist, but also how they are have been an impact on me. Mm. True to your um, aesthetic, right and there, bro. Oakland, yes. Right? Family petaha. Yes. <laughs> Come on, la la petaha. Okay. <laughs> right. So that's what's up. Yeah. I want to read the the story on the website yes, really yes. quick. Okay. It says, "Malo elele," and what's good? good. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Spulu. Uh, all caps. All caps. I am a navigator in two worlds, both in the town, Oakland, mm. Bay Area, and the South Pacific, specifically the islands of Tonga. 
These two homes are reflected in my artistic style as a dancer, healer, and creator. The shoe oak is Ohana advocacy knowledge. We search for the family that will embrace us exactly for who we are. In this journey, we end up fighting for a space to exist exactly as we are. With that knowledge, we share our truths. Oak is planting our feet into the shoes of those who wish to share the story others won't listen to and walk a mile in them. That's yes. beautiful. Dope. Thank you. Yeah. I love Again. that. What what inspired this story, bro? Um as a creator, sometimes I can um let my brain fly and explode with so many ideas. Mm-hmm. But when you have other creators in your family, and I just have that privilege to just have other creators in my family. My brother is a great writer. Um, kind of hone in. Because I started talking about the Black Panther Party. And I mm-hmm. want to talk about the Polynesian Panthers. And mm-hmm. the, the, the celebration of the influences yeah. from, diff- the, from both culture. But I'm from Oakland. And then the Polynesian Panther being in New Zealand and the South Pacific. And that's also home for me. Yeah. Um, Merging that too, it, it became too much, and then I got flagged because I started talking about organization, mm. and I couldn't talk about um, the Black Panther Party, mm. uh, and it just takes Ooh. me back to school. It took me. They back restricted to, you. Yeah, they took me back to school in in terms of like how many shit was censored in Oakland media mm-hmm. and in the states around all the Panther parties all, yeah. on the global level. I mean, I remember you know just from history that fucking dumbass. Uh, Egg, Edgar Allen Hoover whatever the fuck yeah, his sure, name yeah. is mm-hmm. uh, put a put a thing out that the Black Panther Party is a, a terrorist group right organization yeah. yeah a terrorist organization like he's the them and the whole Cointel Pro are the reason right. why hmm. you know uh, the Black Panther Party um, was split and, and you know just all the trauma like really right. look it up right really look it up because there's a lot of government conspiracy to the breaking of the Black Panther Party because they were they were producing for the community, right? With right. All, like calling all the breakfast programs and things like it's that. The 50th anniversary uh, this week. Oh shit! Yeah, for the free breakfast, I, that made an impact on my life because growing up in Oakland, we had free meals, but I didn't know the ties of why mm. free meal in the United States became a thing mm-hmm. uh, at elementary level is because right. of the Black Panther Party. Hey, free yeah. breakfast program. So you Come know, on. just school you a little bit and let y'all know, like. A lot of, again, our freedom fighters and our activists and navigators were able to give these opportunities why I wanted to pay respect to them until I got flagged. Damn. What's up with everybody flagging music and stuff? We were influenced. But you were able to but you were able to still settle the the roots because it's still very connected to Oakland. Yes. Right. It's and we know Oakland is a part of you. Right. I mean Yep. Sorry, go ahead. No. I mean I wanted to, and then the one of the features is I get to instead of saying air on the back, um, I got yeah. to put oak. Yeah, oh, yes. that was a special feature, and that's what makes it one of a kind because Nike, when they do collaboration, there's mm-hmm. so much. Lebr- LeBron James can do his little segment and still has his name. Yeah, but this is a name that I got to create and kind of like give me direction of like, okay, shit, like Oakland has always been popping. Like, mm-hmm. let me kind of let people know that Pacific Islanders 
Tongans are in Oakland making yeah. shit happen. Yep. And um, the color, when it comes to the shoe and really doing my research on the 95, like, let me take my shoes off right now. Okay. Because he's wearing them today. He's wearing them. We just want to apologize, bro, that, you know, we wasn't able to get our pair. I'm really sad. I want to. I really want to. Yeah, you should bring it back. You know, we resell it again. Y'all hear that? Nike, Nike, bring it back, y'all, because we want to get that. Okay, let me hold these golden shoes right here. So, with the 95, back in 95, the 95s are the only Nike shoes that have one swoosh. And you can see that on mm. the left side. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, all the Nike right there shoes, in the back. All the Nike shoes, like besides this, that's still already like the logo. But all the Nike shoes has to have by their. Um, oh, let me feel. So why did you feel that way? So the ninety-five had originally he did, the designer did not want a swoosh. Mm-hmm. He wanted to kind of let it be Nike without saying Nike. What? Um, so, but I guess when things move forward with, I guess, the legal team or whatever happened back in 95, before 95, it just came out in 95. But what I love about the story of the 95 is that the it's the human anatomy. If you know me, I'm a dancer. I'm a mover. Mm-hmm. And it's a whole, it's the whole body. Started from the spine. Mm, so the mm. back of the shoe, the yes. 95. Say that shit, spool. Say it, it's it's the spine. It, it's what holds your whole alignment, and it's what holds my Achilles tendon. <laughs> <laughs> and it's what supports the back. And then, if you look at the mesh, that's supposed to represent the lungs. It's supposed to be breathable. Oish. There's the ribs. The the. The heart and soul. Mm. Oh, oh, okay. You prophesied, Bishop. Okay. So the soul is on the bottom. The heart is what holds the whole body. And then it's on the foot. So it's, it's when you when you step on earth, like you're already grounded with the earth. Oh, my lord, my lord. <laughs> oh, my so, goodness. We just got spooluism. Spooluism. So, yes. again, the Talk air bubble, the tongue. With that tongue, though. With that tongue, though. It has reflectors. Oh, oh tongue, yes. So, both the, the spine and the tongue. The tongue, mm. which gives voice. Yes. And um, shout out to Vietnam. You know, like they people out there making. Mm. You know, the reason why I'm okay with people not buying the shoes. I gotta put this out there. Is that it's not within people's budget, and and I'm okay with that. I, with the support, I I hear everybody. Like I received the love, and I know people wanted to just cop the one and only Oak Nike or Nike Oaks. Mm. But people in Vietnam are make. They made the the shoes that I made for only one dollar per pair. So. Mm. That's something that when I asked the manufacturer, like, where is this going to be made? Is this going to be made in America, the U.S.? They were like, no, Nike, that's Nike. Let Nike do what they're doing. You do what you need to do. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. And I knew I knew that was a thing. Yeah. So that's a little Shh. bit about the 95. Uh, that's a lot of bit. See, now, for me personally, I wanted to get it. Solely to support you, right? To mm-hmm. to be like, I got this pair of shoes mm-hmm. that a Pacific Islander, Tongan American from yeah. the town made mm-hmm. on my feet. 
I couldn't get it because of budgeting, <laughs> because of the way my bank account is set up. And I was really and I was really close to like asking family to like say, can I borrow some bread for it? But I didn't want to do that, you know. Mm-hmm. But I love the fact that you're able to be here and share with us the meaning mm-hmm. behind the shoe. Right. Like yeah, just yeah. everything you describe, bro. Like I want it even more. So Nike, if you're listening if you listen, bring that shit back because I bring it back because I remember I hit you up, bro, and I was like, "Are they gonna have it in a size 15 though?" Yeah, and he said, "Yep," and they sure enough was available in a size what? 15. I made sure that it's either they step it up the sizes, mm. um, or um, I had the kid, um, the kids edition. Like if they were gonna have like little uh, kids size, mm-hmm. I couldn't have both. Oh, you couldn't have both. Couldn't have both. Oh. So I was limited to a lot of stuff, but. It just goes to show about like big corporations also um, restricting your artistry, but then Word. you learning how to navigate through it. And, you know, Nike's a big corporation. I did get a lot of uh, proceeds from it, but I don't think as much as I deserve and how much I'm worth, just to put it out there. But the experience, the if you're stepping into something business-wise, mm. it's just an opportunity that... Um, I got to really learn. Yeah, yeah. And hone in and get a fucking check and design. Yeah, and okay. Me. So that's the the Nike Oaks and the green again. Oakland, we went. We're in, it just it so happens to be that we're going into fall. So mm. everybody's pulling out the trench coat. It comes with the trench. Yee! I've seen there it with go. the suit. People it wearing suits with it. Oh, really? Yes, yeah, a oh, little goodness. champagne suit with the shoes on. Turtlenecks are coming out with it. They're so sleek. I I, want to say again, like this is totally not something I expected of you uh, because I expected a lot of flair and a lot of glitz and glam and all that. And I really appreciate the fact that you kept us on our toes, right? Like, And to know the story behind it, that this was an effort of you and your brothers just makes it even more of like uh, me wanting to have them. You know, and me wanting to cop them, I love right. it. I love e- it. Even the 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 acronym for it being Ohana mm-hmm. advocacy and knowledge, like that speaks so much truth into who I am. Yes. When it comes to my family, mm-hmm. and then even what's happening in Hawaii and what's happening to our land, and then advocating, mm-hmm. uh, and and advocating for that family and space mm-hmm. and time, and then that knowledge of knowing that you have the O A. K L A N D. Okay. Land. If only you could have came out with it to say Okalani. <laughs> oh, Psh, Look, be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. Um, be on, if, you're, if you are on your toes about this, okay. <laughs> we'll keep you on your toes. Yes. Yes, yes. Uh, what was going through your head, though? You know, like when the opportunity presented itself, when you were, I, I seen that you had drove out to LA one time, probably, you know, to work on this. Like just, what were the things going through your head during this process? Um, I'm, I don't man, it's so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I was excited. I was doing laundry when I got the DM, and I was with my little sister, and I'm like, "Yo," and and this this time we're still trying to understand her, the, her where she's at, but I was like expressing to her, but it's not processing. I'm like, "Yo, okay, I'm." What what the what what is going on? And mm-hmm. um, I've never been so excited about something mm-hmm. because I've always just presented stuff. I'm so good at 
putting on a show or like having something that speaks Bulunism, mm-hmm. but something that I really can really collectively bring to the community and just give back. And I, that was, and I think that's what I hope to do. And I, what, mm-hmm. I, what I did mm-hmm. was just give back in the way that still celebrates me. And, and the feature that I love is that everybody got a shoe, shoebox with their name. So it said Nike by their name. So it was personalized mm. in the way that yeah. now it becomes your, um, you own this this shoe and then it becomes your story also. And that's, again, speaks I, to... See, that's what I want. I want it even more now. So, I know. <laughs> Fuck! Nike. I Nike. see you. <laughs> yeah, Nike. <laughs> I see you. Now bring it back. Right. <laughs> Everybody, wants, you know, once this goes live, just tag Nike. <laughs> on the comments on for the culture page. Oh yeah, for sure. Please. We gonna Since tag we so Nike, used y'all. to tagging people, tag Nike and then Cultivator, and I'll, I'll put those link into yeah. the Cultivator. You know, through this Nike. experience, Blue, like how much um, has it opened, like as far as like opportunity or even in like your dreams? Because now with even doing like, because Nike is a big platform, right? Like so now, hella big, bro. Yeah, it's huge. You right. know, so like. What has it done to you? Like, like, has it like opened new doors? Has it like made you a deeper? Like, has it deepened your creative side? Like, what things came out of this whole experience? Because this is big. It started a conversation. Mm. Um, started a conversation, and when I posted that one time, like, I never, I'm not used, I'm so used to seeing my friends get thousands of likes and thousands and views. I, I'm hitting the two thousand views, and people mm. are still reposting, and um. What it did for me is just realize that when I said the statement in the last the last segment when I was here talking about people need to come through and support um your family, like the support was there. Like mm. people were reposting. Mm-hmm. I even got um, Veronica um mm. what's her name? Veronica Bome. 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 Sorry, cousin. L- listen to that one over there. <laughs> mm. Mm, right. That's juicy right so there. So she she reposted on her story and then she slipped through my DMs and like, yo, Ooh. like thank you like for what you're doing. I'm like I should have asked her to buy me a pair. Right? <laughs> I wonder if she called girl. It. But she even just ha- having her and then folks that um I don't even know, but that acknowledge that this is something big for them too. Mm. That like it was something yes that was huge for me, but to kind of see it in that light, we're so used to seeing again our athletes and our mm-hmm. entertainers out there, but our designers and people who are again you, you don't get that everyday experience when you're watching football, when you're um, watching a movie, mm. but to have something that like you can wear daily. And walk in the shoes of somebody that shared the same struggle, mm-hmm. and that's your own folks, and making it happen. I'm just like, wow! Like I, I, I hope Sheesh. this continues to open more doors, um, doors that I know now how to navigate and ask yeah, the right yeah. questions. Yeah, know what doors to. Keep shut. Yeah. It's okay. I'm, I'm you don't got to take every You know, the good deals from the bad deals. Right, right. Yeah. Now I know that um, I'm on, on people's radars. Yeah. That I'm, you know, not taking another step. And then again, this is this is one of my marks that I can say people can remember. Like a motherfucker. Bruh, that's so, bigger than a mark. That's a whole ass dent, right. bro. Okay. <laughs> it's a swoosh. 
<laughs> okay. Swoosh. Bye, Spoolo. Right. I don't have my All Instagram caps. check. I got my Instagram Nike check. Hey. Hey. Ooh, well, speaking of check. Yes. <laughs> Okay, but really quick, I just want to uh, say that I'm going to use a chiefism yes. in my question, okay? So shout out to Chief and Annie shout over there Chief. at Hella Vella Podcast. Yes, yes. If y'all haven't done so already, please follow and subscribe Check to them because they are dope and they bring that that uh, that voice, that comedy, that that tonginess yeah. from the diaspora, Come you know, on. everything. Speak. I just, we love them. We love you. We, we love you, Chief, and we love you, Amy. Uh, Silencio. Um, so, really quickly. Um, yeah, like I said, right, your shoes weren't cheap. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, just with everything going on, but... You know, these motherfuckers cost just as much as like a pair of Jordans. Right. Right. Um, how how did Nike break you off your La Coina? <laughs> La Coina. <laughs> which means profits or which means money uh, with the profits made from your shoe. They, again, because of their big corporations and I've been in spaces where a lot of people could get exploited. And I think what Nike did was so clever is that they they stopped becoming the middleman. So they started seeking out um, all these Instagram context creators. Mm-hmm. And you do the work for them to promote their, you know, business. Mm. Because this is now a new layer in the dot-com industry. Mm. Is that now you have these influencers um, making an impact in their community. Um, the percentage that I got wasn't that much. Because mm. I understood manufacturing. I understood that they get their cuts too. Mm-hmm. Um, the also the program and the academy get their cut too mm-hmm. for um, reaching out mm-hmm. to me. So it wasn't that much. Okay, um, but I can say it's something to now invest in something bigger. Yeah, um, that it's not yeah. as much as I want to pay my bills, pay these loans. But this is something to invest right. in something um, even bigger to make more collaborations and co-create with other folks also yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so i that, love that it's that, not it's not about the la coña yeah it's a it's about the opportunity huh? and why i understood that like i even have family members that like even cried about not supporting i'm like yo y'all did more than what nike could offer mm. so the fact that i have this platform with with y'all to to speak on the truth or my truth, like yeah. that speaks more than what a shoe can offer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This shoe's next. I mean, when I you know transition and I don't know who's gonna have these shoes, mm. my museum. Mm. Or <laughs> I like that. Say that. Museum. Say <laughs> that. that. Speaking into existence. <clears throat> Hey, come on, Oakland Museum. <laughs> Oakland Museum. Oakland I want to do in a way that museums respect. Okay. Mm. You know, it's not stolen art. It was. It was gifted. It was donated, right. right? Or we can make our own museum. Okay. We don't have to go and, you know, we can have our people give. So Where's our grant can, at? Where's right? our grant? <laughs> Come on, grant. Come That's on, money. Come on, donation. So. Mm-hmm. Come on, sponsors. Sponsors. Okay. Pull up. I love, I love just the whole intention behind the shoe, right? Because yeah. I think even with such a big brand like Nike and you being a part of it, it's autumn i mean i'll speak for myself it was automatic that i'm like oh he made it yeah, you know what i mean yeah. like spoolo's doing something big with the with the big corporation mm-hmm. and 
like you have arrived right but to hear your truth and hear the ins and outs of the behind the scenes it just gives me a deeper respect that i already have for you mm. and just the work that you do and the content that you create mm. you know because you you're not only thinking about self you're thinking about all around you not just within the pi community but also outside right right and all those elements that's 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 what feeds you that's what makes you who you are that's what makes spulu all caps <laughs> so <Spiriotti. laughs> i think it's really dope uh a question i have is, is like from this whole experience right what are takeaways for you what are some takeaways um continue to you know hold space and and follow through on certain things there's certain opportunities like there was a photo shoot a uh, commercial mm. uh, segment that was supposed to be in alignment with this whole drop mm. but it fell through um i had a lot of aside from my siblings and their their needs and their their dreams that um I had family transition within the same moment I was going into shoots mm, and stuff. So mm. I had to like um, step back and then also offer my, you know, condolences to my family that have transitioned within the same week it was right. going to drop. And for me, following through probably just kind of, you know, gave, gave more opportunity because people still didn't know like, oh, you didn't tell me. I'm like, in my head, I was like, it's out there. Who are the cops? Right. cops mm -hmm. right. But, um, to see what greater impact that I could have continued to make out of it, to network and to collaborate with people, potential folks in the future that just following through on certain things and also make sure that uh, my brothers get their cut too. Yeah. yeah. That um, that's something that now I understand like, okay, there's levels, not just, Nike, they they're so good at distributing mm. what their needs are, but like as a creator to make sure that um people that are working with me in my vision that they get paid. Yeah. Yes. Um that they get the proceeds also. Because it wasn't it was really not even in the thousands, it was in the in the hundreds of what mm. I received back because of that percentage was just so small. Mm. Taking the big ass cut, fucking big ass corporations. So again, if you got it, you got it. If you got a size 15 or a size 10 in men and women, come on, for the culture, they, they, they <laughs> I'll buy it off you. Right. I'll buy it off you. I love, <laughs> I love it. I love the fact that you have a shoe. What What was the response like? I heard you earlier you mentioned, like, you know, some family cried that they couldn't support you. That's real as fuck because I feel really bad I know. that we couldn't support. And not just because, you know, like, I know you're saying, you know, it's okay, da, 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 but like, just for my own heart, the way it operates, the way it's set up, you know, mm -hmm. I wanted to do that <clears throat> for you and also to have that tangible item mm -hmm. and especially of how you just broke it down. Like, bro, I want to rock those mm -hmm. even more, you know? So like, yeah. What was the response like from the community? Just the, the, the amount of repost, the amount of followings and like, that, that don't mean shit to me, but right. the fact that like people have their eyes on me and, Knowing that for me, it just gives me an uh, expectation to kind of keep thriving for our people. And when you talk about being proactive, like, okay, they see me, I'm on the radar. And this is my first time having uh, support from both queer and hetero folks. My, my, mm -hmm. my platform has always been about being 
very glitter, glitz and glam, and also supporting, you know, the straights and the allies <laughs> from a distance. The them straights, yes, them straights. But also having <laughs> folks like who I would have never thought, like hood folks, mm. that I I still have trouble trying to like have a conversation with them. But the fact that they're like, "Yo, keep it up," and I was like, "Whoa, okay." We're going somewhere, and I think what I love about art, you can say so much without even doing hella. Yeah. yeah. And I think the shoe speaks to, like, I didn't have to put glitter and pop in colors because I'm already doing that. Every How I move, and the fact that this is how I move, that, like, what's coming, that ownership and that, that gift for yourself to be a part of it, it's coming, y'all. Yeah. Okay. It's coming. And I'm gonna make sure I reach out first so I can, you know, air it and drop it on for the hey. culture. Yes, bring us the gifts, bring us the swag, you know. Yeah, I'll be seeing everybody else bring their swag, the swag. and stuff. I'm like, you know, I gotta, be, gotta, bless, gotta bless my folks. You feel me? I mean, did you get any any type of negative um, feedback? The people tagging their friends mm-hmm. with emojis, but that's again, that's internet though. Yeah. Like, there was people will be posting and sharing and like I think because it wasn't something that speak spoke on like something sensitive within the queerness or something mm. that was I don't think people were like, okay. I think people were more supportive of like someone Tongan, someone oh, Pacific okay. Islander from Oakland mm-hmm. and then Nike. And, and guess what, motherfucker? You he's also queer. Yay. Queer as Queer as fuck. She's queer, okay? (laughs) All caps. Yeah, there was no negative, you know, the the response that I got from people. Even last weekend, like, I got to produce a show and choreograph for a church event. And the amount of love, people were like, oh, my gosh. Like, Mm. kids were coming up. and um, So dope. Yeah, that's I, dope. I, I the kids, so, that's something the kids get to see you. Yeah. They know you. You and, created right. a Nike shoe. Did, like, did, yep, did you I autograph any shoes yet? Okay. Bruh. I wish we had had our, because we would have been like, spooked. Okay, sign this. Right, not yet. Next, I mean, I got a couple of merchandise. Yes. And other uh, gears that is coming within the next year. Hey. And it'll be affordable. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Made Thank by you, the Lord. people, from the people. <clears throat> Give it to the, the people. people. Okay. Thank you, Lord. We're going to do Aikalafo over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a gift. What a gift. Thank you so Blessings. much. It's a treasure to just hear, you know, about this whole experience and all the intention mm-hmm. behind it. Um, and you've been sharing and alluding to it all this conversation. Definitely. What future projects can we look out for? Well, I helped curate and co-founded Okalani Roots. Yes. It's a collective that I got to work with uh, Lady Sonnet, mm-hmm. yes. with um, Sala, who's a CCSF um, student, also a choreographer in the Oh, Halal. yes. And then Tiffany. Yeah, who, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, shout out to who, Tiff. Who runs the Pacific Islander Center. And it was something that randomly happen with just the conversations that I have um with Tiffany and then it just expanded to like okay let's I want to see a collective at those parties mm-hmm. and that uh celebrates instead of organizing and like 
showing up at different spaces. I want to kind of I like that open a space where we can turn up and decompress and yeah. really um hook up and yeah. like wait what. <laughs> I mean, hook up, <laughs> get hooked. <laughs> but to really have a space that we can just like listen to, if it is punk music, if it is Afrobeats, mm. if it is island mm. reggae, that the, their space is not just you know, you know. Shout out to uh, Tiki Peaks. <laughs> but what I've been hearing, I've never been, so I can't speak on something I've never been. But all I hear people talk about their their five bar experience, right, right, and I'm right. like, um. Oh, that's not, that, that's cute. That's not my vibe. But <laughs> it's good, but to have space for all, like for all people in right. Oakland, um, spaces like Okella. Shout out mm. to Okella. Shout out to So Oakland. Yeah, mm-hmm. all these different um collectives that are branding Oakland, yeah. but giving space and holding space in a different way, not academic mm-hmm. space, yes. not a therapeutic space is just again some people just need to wild out right with a couple of spirits and a couple of herbs hey. like some trapping paint <laughs> right to have yeah. that kind of space to celebrate. so that's something in, to look forward in the future that um our next project that's coming up is that we're holding a block party okay. um for the 2020 census mm. and this is to get people to uh, just document um you know who's in your household, mm-hmm. and then the surveys are not just being mailed; they're online. Right, no one's being tracked. We gotta Citizen- be counted, right? Citizenship or not? Mm. Um, and I think that's the fear within a lot of the conversations in 2010. But in 2020, our visions are open. We kind of have our, you know, social change makers up in policy making that yeah. are shifting the narrative. Right. So, again, that's a great idea. To... We're having a black black party um within the next year to just kind of promote um a lot of not just who needs to be counted but also other artists that are emerging youth mm-hmm. um yeah, and then yeah. this potentially hopefully can bring back more movement and choreography from Spulu yeah not just fashion I'm now want to bring back uh, repertoires from 2005 and up to now. Oh, what? These are dance choreography texts that Mm -hmm. I'm filmed and that I've um, been able to score since middle school and bring those back to have my own dance collective. I love it. That's under the umbrella of the Okalani roots and what Oakland is about. And again, a lot of people in Oakland don't know that Tonga's on there, but we've been there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We've been... 50 Making plus moves. years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Okalani Roots, and then I'm having my own own personal branding of um, a lot of the pop-ups were just trial and error. Mm-hmm. This Nike drop was, you know, trial and error. It was big, but there was some room for improvement. Always. So, next year, 2020, in alignment, there's just, everything's just going to be a continuation of Spoolunism. Okay. Uh, from January to December, 365 days i know what's going on what's popping (laughs) off so just be alert that you know there's gonna be moments for people to be a part of this big experience and then also promote their own vision and put people on i think we don't do enough of putting people on in other spaces aside from academics Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that there are the 
designer jeans out there mm. that want to, you know, mm-hmm. sing but don't know how to. Yeah. Right. And then there's also um, business mind minded folks that want to just be entrepreneurs that don't want to yep. be academic scholars. Right. So having space for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Okalani offers that space and then more more bigger collaborations with my siblings. Mm-hmm. I love um, that. Having a family business was scary because we've seen it modeled in ways in live television, reality mm-hmm. TV shows mm-hmm. that's very disruptive, but having someone hold it down for the family and yeah. be very clear and firm of what direction our family should move forward. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're still unpacking what that looks like. Hey. So stay tuned again. Stay on your toes. Yeah. What's a, what's some what's some advice that you would give to like some expiring PI artists, you know, mm. that are listening right now? Like what's something that you can give to from your experience, from your struggle, like what's a piece of advice? Had I not got involved in all the amazing programs that come out of like Black Panther Party, all these um organizations that fight for people's rights. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just a product of a lot of these organizations that were free. Mm. There's a lot of free, even in their school, there's organizations that um, really, really can help you mold and, and help you structure what you need as an artist. For me, I got to dance for Culture Shock Oakland, mm. an international organization, Destiny Art Center, um, the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater. A lot of that experience by, again, being in spaces where I've ha- Happens to just be the only one. But now that I see other people putting their own people on, like this is now the direction I'm going into. So just getting involved in your school academic organizations, Mm -hmm. getting involved in your community spaces, church Mm -hmm. groups and stuff. For me, like had I not been active in the church, like it gave me reasons why not to go back. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) But but still still have those values and principles being instilled in me. But Yeah. yeah. Um, if you know, reach out. It's okay. I think this expectation that um you're gonna be found and discovered by someone. Like, I think building that confidence and encouraging each other and yourself to you know ask those questions mm-hmm. that needs to be asked, and the platform is there. Yeah. Mm. The 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 social media is there for you. Mm-hmm. Um, your parents are now my age. So if mm. the youth are asking these questions, the parents are asking these questions, like, I just want to be uh, a vessel and tool for them and from a distance, though. Yeah. I ain't trying to do the work. Okay. But, <laughs> Offer up some things. Some things. <laughs> and, and Thank you so much, Boo. That's great advice. And just a great story yeah. overall, you know, just with this whole for experience. Sure. And I love the fact that it's humbling, you know, because sure. with seeing you and this, you know, quote unquote, making it brought us back down to like it's trial and error, it's opportunity, and there's still more to look out for. I'm mm-hmm. I'm gonna continue to create and to even hear like some of like the things that kind of like the opposition and struggles that you know that you kind of shared in our bra like mm-hmm. to know that you were going through that while right. while doing all this right. like that sh- your story is a it's beautiful you know what i'm saying it's resilient like, it is resilient i like, think when you're rooted in who you are um i can break you and i think because i had to really not just fall but lay down sleep mm. 
get smacked, mm. get popped, celebrate, elevate myself. And, um, it's still a journey that's continuing, but knowing how the people that I look up to move, like, really allow me to, like, shape who I need to be. Uh, and although losing my aunt um, three weeks ago, it's still hard uh, because it was a lot of preventable things. Mm. But again, we can we don't not a we don't have control on everything that goes on, and then my siblings and their their needs, and then even living in a household where there's multiple families. Mm -hmm. So, I think as an artist and as a person, because I'm just rooted in who I am and still kind of open to growing, that um I can deal with life and still build and create art. Um, putting it still yes still doing oh my god now I'm doing art and creating and using it as a tool um now I can go through life with it yeah. not having it being two separate things because one was just a tool for me to escape and allow me to grow and then one was just there my family was just struggling mm -hmm. while I'm like da -da -da -da. Mm. and it still you know still has some room for more of that collaboration but having a again a family legacy is even bigger than just having your own legacy right yeah right. that Pulu family right hey. that family yeah I know them <laughs> I know that Pulu family right that yeah. Pulu family that's what's up so yeah going through life and, and it's it's not it's never going to be easy, and I know that. And as um, I study how the current celebrities are going through life and how the internet and the meme culture is, like, <laughs> freaking crazy. Right. One thing I can say can be taken out of proportion and taken out of context. Mm -hmm. And it's up to me to, like, find that spiritual grounding right. to um, center myself. Okay, Danny Boy and Gene, you two need to make a movie out of Spoo's life. That's going to be a big-ass, do a short film. Like, Danny Boy, Gene, get together, do a short film on hey, this guy's life for real. Seriously, that's a short film right there that talk about mental health, talk about family, mm. culture. Resi oh, my gosh. Come on, let's get this film. Yeah. Oh, oh shh, shh. it's on oh, the low. Yeah, it's on the low. You we don't. You, you don't got to give all the uh, <laughs> details of how it okay, can happen. Okay, my, my bad. It's, it's, it's in the wraps. But, but if it you want to sponsor a... it, and if you got money, <laughs> okay, dope, we need some daddies to pull up. Netflix, y'all been putting on some great documentaries. Right, like what's up? Right, tag Netflix, pull up. Nike, right. all the above. Come on, sheesh, man. I love it. There's so much. Hella grateful. Hella grateful. Hella grateful. Hella mafana. Hella grateful. Mm. Thank you for coming on here and sharing yes, your story. Thank you Having so me. much. I'll be back. Hey. I'll call us. I'll be I'm back. I'm back and I'm better. Right. Yeah. Lessons. How can folks stay in touch with you or in contact Again, with you? Follow my social media handles and a soon to be website coming out next year. Yes. Spoolunism. S to the P to the U L U and to the I to the S M M. That's Spoolu, all caps. Twitter. Now I'm back on Facebook and YouTube. And on billboards. <laughs> Google me. Okay, Google me. <laughs> yes, yes. Look out for yeah. me.
Well, as always with us, you mm-hmm. can always tap in with us on social media at For the Cultures. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, and if you want to hit us up, if you want to chop it up with us, holler at us about something, give us some feedback. You can email us at ForTheCultures yeah. at gmail.com. Yeah, Don't yeah, forget yeah. that's with a Q and an S. Q, Q. so uh we got this idea uh Mm. because we've been closing out our episodes with uh with this uh, with the fill in the blank sentence Mm. but what we're gonna do this time around is we're gonna close it out with a um with a quote Mm -hmm. right and we're gonna call this segment this outro segment a quote for the cultures (laughs) with the key oh but before we do before we end off this episode we just want to make a quick announcement that next week we are not gonna have an episode out we're gonna take a break and we're gonna be out at the samoan solutions turkey Turkey trot uh but we will be going live so look out for us look out for our live turn your notifications on we'll be there uh but we're gonna take a break um (laughs) from delivering the podcast and just check out our instagram live we're gonna go live at the turkey trot Mm. cool Cause that's gonna be our little break. <laughs> okay, so the quote I have for the culture was brought to our attention by, let's see, Manava Omoana, which we all know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all know is our great friend, Miss Alice Tulua. Shout out to you, Paula. Uh, I'm going to do my very best to say the Tongan portion, but I uh, respectfully ask for you all to give me some grace uh, as I do not intend or mean to butcher your language. Uh, And this quote comes, is taken from Reverend Loni Vecoso's share at the Fakato Katea conference in Aotearoa in 2017. And the quote reads, Kapao koao au, koe uhi koao au, peata koao peao, pea kapao ko koe koe, koe uhi ko koe koe, peata ko koe pe koe, kao kapao koao au, koe uhi ko koe koe, Pe o kapao ko koe 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 uhi ko au au pe ta oku ikai ko au pe au pe ta oku ikai ko koe pe koe. And the English translation is, "If I am because I am, then I am simply I. And if you are you because you are you, then you are simply you." But if I am I because you are you, and if you are you because I am I, then I am not simply I, and you are not simply you. Power to the people. Love, peace, happiness. And we will see y'all on the next episode. Peace out, y'all. Bye. What are we doing it for? We're doing it for the culture. For the culture. For the culture. For the culture. For the culture.